up, guys? Welcome to the podcast, one on one. A podcast not about dating. Exactly. If you don't know us, my name is Will Simmons. I'm a senior at Stanford University, and the main person on this podcast is Craig Millard. And if you're listening to this, you probably already know who I am. No one else is going to listen. But to but if they don't know, I am college minister at Redeemer Community Church. So we are doing a spiritual podcast for young adults and college students to help grow in their walk with the Lord. And with that, we're also never going to talk about dating. So if you're here to listen about dating, please stop listening. Please check into every other college ministry podcast ever created. Basically. So Craig, if we're not talking about dating, then why are we actually here? I don't know, Will. You got to tell me because this whole thing started as a joke. It never started as a joke for me. I was always serious because I think everyone looks up to you. Yeah, yeah. You've, you said that, but the problem is it's all confirmation bias because for you listening, the seven of you... <laughs> Um, Will walked around campus and would ask people as I was sitting in front of them, would you listen to a podcast with Craig on it? And of course, they're going to say yes, because they don't want to hurt my feelings. I disagree. I think everyone's going to listen to this. Also, if you are listening, we have to get at least 201 listeners for there to be a second podcast. So if you like it, please share it with your friends. And even if you don't like it, please share it with your friends. I'm begging you. So Craig... In all seriousness, why did you agree to do this podcast? Well, to be fair, I've agreed to one episode, and Will is correct. We do need 201 individual listeners for me to agree to do a second one. But my hope in this is that students uh, can get an an insight into what it would look like uh, for a lot of meetings if you ever say, hey, I have questions about this topic, and we're going to sit down and talk through it. With that being said, Will, what are we talking about today? Um, so I think it'd be important for the first podcast episode to really go over the basis of our faith and what Christianity is, which is the gospel. Um, and so, I mean, what really is, what is the gospel, Craig? Oh man. Uh, you know, this really goes down to the gospel is and simple, like God's plan of salvation for his people. Um, but if we think about it all the way to the beginning and understanding the gospel, especially in the world that we live in today is first understanding that there is a God and that God created a world and that world was perfect and good. Uh, But that world, um, in that world, he created man and and woman and they sinned and God's perfect plan of creation was corrupted through sin. And as a result, everyone from that point, right, we're uh, we're all sinful, born sinful. Every person has, uh, has sinned and we are separated from God and if we want a relationship with him, right, something had to be fixed, right? We had to be reconciled to God. But the problem is that God in his holiness can't be in the presence of sin. And so there needed to be some outside way for us to be made whole, to be made holy and pure, to be in relationship with him. And that plan was Jesus Christ, that he sent his son, right, to live the perfect life that we could not live and to die the death that we deserved in our sins. He took on the punishment for our sin because scripture teaches that the wages of sin is death, right? That because we have sinned, we are deserving of eternal separation and hell from God. But Jesus was that perfect sacrifice who took on our sins on our behalf, paid that payment, right? That we, we are, our wages of sin is death. He took that for us. And then three days later, he rose again so that defeating death we could have eternal life. So whoever believes in him, puts their faith in Jesus, submits to him as Lord, right? And, and gives them all of their life. 
you will, one, be saved, you're reconciled back in a relationship with God, and then you are promised eternity with God in heaven forever. Definitely. Well said. Um, but but with that, what, what, are, what are we really supposed to do with that? Are we just supposed to, you know, listen to that, hear that, and say, man, that's awesome? Or <laughs> Well, I think the if you truly understand this, right, that there is this God that created the universe and the stars and the suns and the, the moons and different planets and all these things, like, and then created us and said that we are the pinnacle of that thing, that although we were enemies of him, that we had sinned against him and we continually sinned against him. And he said, no, I want them. I want to chase after them. I want to pursue them. And I want a real relationship with them and understanding that when we go like before Christ, right, we're dead in our sins. And, and when he saves us, we're made alive in Christ, right? That transforms everything. So uh, what does it do? I, I think it changes everything from our outlook on life, from the things we do, the things we talk about, from the things we pursue and the things we don't do, uh, it, it, it transforms all things. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like we're always told like we're supposed to share the gospel, mm. share, 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 but why, why are we supposed to share the gospel? <laughs> it's a really good question, and I think it's one that we don't ask enough. I think, one, it's a command in Scripture, right? A lot of different commands, but we look at Matthew 28, the Great Commission, where Jesus says, Go, therefore, make disciples right, of all nations. Right. In order to make a disciple, we first must tell people about Jesus. Right. We first must find people who 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 have not heard the gospel and uh, preach that gospel to them. Pray that the Lord would transform their hearts. And when that happens, right, then we can walk alongside them and, and train them up in the faith and and show them how to pursue Christ on the daily. So there is a command for that. But on the flip side, it's just like an emotional, also logical response that if. I have been given this amazing gift of salvation when I did not deserve it. And I know that that gift, right, is one that is, is given to all people, right, that I'm, I'm called to share with all people. Why would I not, right? Out of love for everyone around me, it should just flow out of me. Right? This is the center of my life. So I need to be, as I'm living life, I need to be sharing that love with those people around me because I don't want anyone, anyone to spend, to spend eternity separate from God in hell, right? I want all people to experience what I've experienced and also live in the hope that they will spend eternity with their creator in without in a world without sin and without pain, without heartache, without suffering, right? And, and in the presence of our God. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's awesome. Um, so how do we share the gospel? Am I supposed to just go up to every single person and be like, do you know Jesus? <laughs> Repent from your sins or you're going to hell. Like, how, how am I supposed to, to do it? Like, and people actually listen to me because I feel like in today's world, a lot of people are just going to really turn their backs if I, you know, ask them like, hey, like, do you know Jesus? Like, do you have any, any sort of faith? Yeah, so that's a really good question. I think that it's one that shifted over the last decade or two. And I know Tim Keller wrote a book over a few years ago about this where uh, I know when I was growing up, there was an assumption. Most people at a base level believe there was a God. Now what a relationship with that God looked like, I think varied. And so during that time, I think street evangelism really made sense. And I still think there is a place for that today. By street evangelism, what I mean is going up to random people, trying to strike up conversation to get to the gospel. I think that's still very needed, but to share the gospel, a lot of times, I don't now, there is no longer an assumption that people even believe there is a God. So I think a lot of times, how we're seeing in 2021, sharing our faith is through relationship and through multiple conversations. Obviously, God can transform somebody 
in one conversation. But I think with a lot of people, especially if you're interacting with someone who's not in a church community, like we live here in Birmingham, Alabama, I think it starts with like, is there even a God? And then going from there. Because if we start, if we start first and foremost with, hey, Jesus, all these things, like, what are you talking about? Like, there isn't even a God. Like, why are you talking about this Jesus, right? We need to first establish that, hey, there's a God. There is a creator of this world. And there is a way for a relationship with him. And then we get to Jesus. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, And so, obviously, like you mentioned, like, we live in Birmingham, Alabama. You know, it's the South. It's the Bible Belt. You know, there's churches on almost every corner. And so... Pretty much most people that at least I come into contact with here in the South like would say they're Christians. And so am I still supposed to share the gospel if I'm only friends with Christians or what? Well, to, to be frank, I think I hear that a lot. Like I'm only around Christians. I only have Christian friends. How do I share the gospel? Well, one, I think it's just an excuse, right? People, yeah. they, 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 they use that as an excuse. And a lot of times it's just because they're lazy. Right. They, yeah. they don't want to even press into the relationships they have. And I can tell you, you're, you're a student at Stanford University. Uh, the, the lie that most people believe is that everyone there is a believer. Mm-hmm. And it's just not the truth. As someone who also went there as well, and I went and I was not a believer. And there weren't many believers on the team when I got there. And so, so there's this lie that we think that all these people are believers. So I think it's laziness of not pressing in the conversation with our friends around us first and foremost. And secondly, it's just not getting creative enough or living into the purpose, right? We're going through the Sermon on the Mount in college right now. We're not living into being salt and light in this world. So we're not actually going about our day looking for opportunities to share the gospel with people who do need it. They're there. We're just not looking for it. Yeah, definitely. And like with that, that's, you know, that's something I think I struggle with um, is sharing the gospel, you know, with, with people that, you know, might be Christians, might not be Christians. Um, but what would you say, how would I share the gospel with someone that I think might be a false believer or might be someone that says they're a Christian, but yet they're not really living out the Christian life? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I don't, you're not the judge, right? Of their exactly. heart first yeah. and foremost. And so I think it starts with, we have those friends, we have those people that profess Christ, uh, say that they're Christians, but then when we look at their life and we look at scripture and says, we can judge a tree by its fruit. You're like, ah, you know, if I'm a betting man, I don't think your hope is in this thing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're not make, you're not called to make that judgment on their heart. So what can you do? I think first and foremost, all these things need to start with prayer. You need to be praying mm-hmm. for that person. You need to be praying that the Lord uh, and the spirit convicts them of sin and, and turns them back to, uh, turns them back to him. Because without that, like, nothing you're just like speaking hot air um so you're in prayer uh first and foremost and secondly with a person like that it's not a i think a lot of times you come in like hey you're not a believer and you're not following jesus you can obviously come across as very holier than thou Mm -hmm. condemning and so my advice right and some people might say otherwise is to take a posture of humility and asking a lot of questions right so often we keep our quiet time compartmentalized to ourselves. What I would encourage people to do is if there is that person who's on your heart, start by being vulnerable with ways that you're messing up or falling short, uh, places that the Lord's convicting you and showing you you need to grow or you need to press into him more. And then ask questions like, hey, have you ever felt that before? Have you ever experienced that? Hey, what are you learning right now in the faith? 
right? And the hope and prayer is that through those questions of you being vulnerable, you being humble and inviting them into that, that vulnerability, hopefully then you get a, you get a better grasp of where they are and they get a better grasp mm. of where they yeah. are. And then you can go from there. But I would say a humble posture of asking a lot of questions coming from a vulnerable place in your own life of what the Lord's doing in your life and how he's convicting you and how he's growing you. Um, not from, Hey, I have all the answers. Let me tell you. It's like, Hey, mm. let's, let's talk about this together. Uh, and, and along the way, the, the spirit will reveal yeah. uh, where that person stands. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that, that people are really scared of, especially even myself is, you know, like, what if I get rejected? You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to get rejected. I don't think anyone likes rejection, whether that be, you know, asking someone on a date or, you know, trying to share the <laughs> gospel with someone. I know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. Um, yeah, forget that. But sharing the gospel or just trying to have those spiritual conversations and someone's just not interested. How, you know, how am I supposed to go about that? You know, that's a really discouraging thing to see. Yeah. And it absolutely 100% is. Um, you know, I can say I've been walking with the Lord for 12 years and I have people that I love dearly that I've shared with for 12 years years. And I tell you, it breaks my heart. But the call to share the gospel is still there, whether they accept it or reject it. And the Lord has you in relationship with that person for a reason. So you need to continue pressing regardless of what their uh, response is. And you can do that because you understand that you do not save them. You are called to be the mouthpiece, the instrument of the Lord, to be faithful, to share his good news. God is the one who's going to change hearts. He is the one who will take the heart of stone and turn into a heart of, heart of flesh. You can be faithful, right, to pray for that person and to share with that person, right? Yep. What the growth that comes from there, salvation that comes from there is not predicated on you. You do not, it doesn't matter how, how good of an argumenter you are, how persuasive you are in your speech or how lofty or intellectual you are. It does not matter, right? Some of the times I, I feel like I've shared the gospel and complete, I walked in and I was like, man, that was terrible. I got the best responses. And other times like, man, I hit every single point, probably better than I even explained earlier on this podcast. And the person's like, yeah, I want no part of that, right? It's not up to you. It's the Lord. Quit living for the approval of man. You have the approval of God. Live into the things he's called you to and find the freedom that comes from that. And here's the thing. Even if someone rejects you, when you actually step into this place of faith, of, of sharing this good news, you yourself are being reminded of the transformative work in your own life, which is really awesome and joy-filled. And two, you're stepping in a place of dependency on the Lord, which brings great hope and joy into your life. So yes, it hurts when someone rejects you, and I'm rambling, but when you share, when you live a life on mission to share your faith, there's so much purpose and joy that comes with that. Mm, absolutely. Well, one thing I always love hearing is, you know, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And so, um, thank yeah, I think you. my football coach used to tell me. I uh, really, well, yeah. I'm not your football coach. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that is uh, it for this first episode of One on One, a podcast not about dating, even though I mentioned it slightly. But um, if you want to hear another one, please share this with your friends so you can get 201 unique listeners. To, and to full, full disclosure, I have no faith that we're going to get to a I have so. a lot of confidence that we're going to do it. Um, and then if we do get to 201, then, you know, we'll, we'll ask around about other topics y'all. Yeah, apparently you want to hear about holiness. Yeah, holiness. holiness. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what we'll talk about next time. Maybe. Or uh, anything else. I'll, I might put up a poll 
We'll see. I'll start asking people. <laughs> to your 25 followers? Uh, it's more than that. I don't know how many, but it's more than that. Anyways, share with your friends if you like it or if you don't like it. And hopefully, we will see you next time. 